Hello, Refocused Han. Welcome to another docu-series titled My Acne, My Story. I am incredibly thrilled to be sharing such a vulnerable part of my story with you and I'm super stoked for the guests that will be sharing their stories with you here as well. So buckle in because it's going to be a hell of a ride. I hope you leave feeling enlightened and entertained. Cheers! Hello everyone, welcome back to the Refocus podcast. I'm here again with another amazing guest. Um, from the intro, you know we have been talking about all things acne for a very long time. I can't believe I just said all things acne. <laughs> no, I've just had people come on here to share their stories, you know, dealing with acne, um, where they've come from, where they are today, what has worked for them, what hasn't. And today I'm joined with an amazing, amazing guest. Um, she, we went to school together and, you know, after we graduated, this was one topic we bonded on. In fact, she was the one who recommended um, the skincare consultant to me, which you guys will be meeting next week, by the way. Um, she was the one who recommended the skincare consultant to me that changed my life. Literally, I'm yet to pay my tithe to that girl because um, I can walk out of the house without makeup and not feel like everybody's staring. I can attend a party without makeup and no one walks up to me to recommend skincare products. I would talk about acne and people would be like, oh, but your skin is not that bad. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't know where I'm coming from. Anyways, that was too heavy of an introduction. Edith Young, Chloe, Omar, would you like to introduce yourself to our amazing audience? Hi, Kuku. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Edidion Kurumo, depending on where you meet me, K-Baby, if you like. Um, I'm a lawyer <laughs> sometimes, an enjoyment connoisseur all the time. And um, yeah, I've been doing acne for several years now. So I'm well equipped to discuss this with Kuku. Yeah, so many of you guys know, um, if you don't, Edidion, like, we tweet about a lot of things, but her tweet on acne was actually what led me to give her that call that day. I think this was last year, shortly before my graduation, my face was in shambles, and I woke up to this tweet that was blowing up. So if at all um, you want to be around somebody that sees you, um, this is definitely your girl. I love the message, the messages she spreads about body positivity and confidence. I find that I find it really good, you know, because I think we've been shamed for a long while for wanting good things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to see somebody come out and say, hey, this is me, okay? My beauty is blinding. I am the best. <laughs> I, I, I like that a lot. I love the energy. I love being around it. And it, she inspires me to love myself as well. I'm just here to blow her horn because she's all oh, she's amazing. Um, she, I've also followed some of her workouts um, programs in the past which have been excellent she's quite knowledgeable about everything books um <laughs> anything self-care wellness body health body positivity she's your girl um and yeah i find her content very very helpful very encouraging as well so yeah hello k baby for all your enjoyment shenanigans right so let's get <laughs> that's <back> correct <laughs> 
tell us so tell us your story when was the first time can you remember your first breakout how was your experience um just briefly introduce um not introduce briefly share how everything started like how are we here today saying you know because I, I saw you also put out something on twitter that was so emotional about being at the dermatologist's office and just weeping how did you how did we get here basically how did you get here rather well it's funny that as we were speaking just now okay first of all thank you so much for that introduction because yes i am all that and more <laughs> so yeah get oh out here yes. and then <laughs> So it's funny that as we were talking just now, I just remembered how I actually did realize that I had acne. So it was um, when I was about 12, 13, you know, pre-pubescent years. And then I had bumps on my face. And it was strange because my older sister, my mom, my dad, they all have really clear skin. So initially everyone just thought, and then while I was younger, I'd always had like skin issues. So it's either one irritation here or something there. So when I started to break out, Everybody thought that it's just another irritation. Mm. So I remember flipping through a magazine. I can't remember which one it was, but it was an advertisement for Accutane. Mm. And they were talking about people having acne. At the time I realized that I had acne, like the moment when it dawned on me, mm. I didn't even know how to pronounce the word acne. I just asked my mom, like, do I have this thing? That this lady in the picture has because it looks like what's on my face and I think my mom wanted to protect me because I was young and she was like no 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 yours is just temporary like this is just a one-time thing mm. fast forward to going to university because I went to school really young by the time I was 14 I was already my first year at university and I remember my friend coming into my room and saying oh my gosh that pimple on your face is so big and I was, I was mortified to say the least. I was, I, in fact, short of digging the ground and entering. But the thing is, if you know me, you know that I'm the life of the party. So I used to pretend a lot that it didn't get to me. But it bothered me a lot. It bothered me that my skin was just not smooth, right? And not only was it not smooth in the sense that, oh, there were pretty girls who had really nice skin. It was bumpy and rough and dry. And it constantly looked like I needed something. So is it to drink more water that is the issue now? We drank the water. I was drinking as much as seven liters of water a day. I can beat, I can flog people. Anyways, today we talk about excessive peeing. But let's go. My darling, I do. I peed. I peed so much. So you then, pee till your your vagina is soft from wiping. That <laughs> they told me if I if I was ready to drink water, they said it would wash it would wash the dirt out of my system. They said it would hydrate my skin. They said it would this, it would that. Nothing happened. Hmm. Nothing but pain. It was just a lot of pain. So water didn't work. So um, uh, I started to use skinil on my face when I was in uni. But that was only a temporary, you know, just you get bored of it after a while. Because to be honest, skinil is not for acne. So then at a point it stops working. So you just give up hope and abandon. So in my final year of uni slash when I was going to the law school, mm-hmm. um. I found this, I went to a pharmacy and then the, the attendant at the pharmacy had such lovely skin. So I asked her, please, what are you using for your skin? And then she she directed me to this organic lady. 
Oh, good Jesus. Oh, good Jesus. Oh, Jesus, be a shield, be a fence. <laughs> Jesus, be a helper because your girl was knee deep in the organics ghetto. I remember, I can't never forget my first bill from that organics arrangement was 8,800 naira and delivery was free. <laughs> I started to use that mess on my face and I broke out. And you see, the thing is that my skin at the time was so prone to hyperpigmentation that even if I broke out and didn't even touch my face, I would still have dark spots. So I was covered in dark spots. So you would go to a wedding, for example, and I didn't used to wear makeup. I stopped wearing makeup in my third year of university because I thought that I was too ugly to be helped. So I was like, instead of wearing makeup to look like I was trying to cover up something like, come at me, say what you want to say. I've had people say all sorts of things to me. Um, they would say things like, oh, if you didn't have pimples, you would be so pretty. What does that even mean? What does that mean? <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Acne is, in fact, it is the road I would have preferred not to travel. And the thing was that I believed those things. So for the longest time, I wouldn't wear makeup. I would wear baggy shirts. I would wear oversized trousers. I would just not make any effort, you know, to take care of myself because I felt like there was no point. And I, I wanted it to be that, oh, I'm not pretty because I don't want to be pretty. Do you get my point? Mm. I, I just want to relax. I want to let myself go. It's not even about you guys. But then it was, for the longest time it was, I wouldn't buy pretty clothes. I wouldn't go out. You would need to pry me out of my house. Like my mom used to beg me to follow her places because I know that when I get there, some random lady is going to say something like, oh, put the first P of the morning on your face or put engine oil on your face. Use um, close-up toothpaste on your face. And it was just getting wilder and wilder and wilder. And then the thing is, I'm typically an extroverted person, right? But then I read books a lot. So it was easy for me to stay at home because like, I'm fun, but I'm at home reading. So it always seemed to my friends like, oh, she just doesn't want to come out. There's nothing wrong with her. Mm. When in fact, depression had almost killed me. So now let's let's fast forward to the point where I got to see the dermatologist. I was in law school. I was at home on externship. And then um, this really large pimple just popped up on my nose. And this pimple popped up alongside like I, I'm sure that if I had counted I would have at least 20 bumps on just the one side of my face right oh my and God. I just started to cry I cried for three days non-stop oh and it wasn't the it wasn't the ugly kind of crying where like you're crying out loud like I would just sit down and tears would be running down my I wept my God for so long I was just crying. And then my mom, my mom doesn't live with us here in Abuja, right? So she would call me and she, yeah, she lives in Joss and she would call me and she'd be like, you're not sounding okay, are you okay? I'll be like, I'm fine. So it wasn't until like the second, third, th- second day evening, you know, third day that I now confess that I was actually having a really hard time. And then as my mom's very bubbly child, she got worried all of a sudden. She's like, my child is depressed. Like, there's a lot going on. So she calls her best friend and then that one, um, that one is really into skin and all that. So she then reaches out to 
another lady who now refers us to dermatologists that I used. Now that's in the obvious that I didn't have dermatologist money, but I'm really, really grateful that my parents were super indulgent when I needed them to be, because if I didn't have their support, if they had just shrugged off my acne issues, it would have been much tougher for me. Because I remember that the morning I told my father that I was done and I wanted to see a dermatologist, like he wired money immediately. He was like, okay, just let me know what they say. If you need more money, let me know. Just go see the dermatologist. Because I I was having a hard time. I was having a really hard time. So I got to the dermatologist and she was talking to me. And the whole time I'm just looking at the floor. I didn't even want her to look at my face for too long. Like she wanted to even examine my face. And I'm like, like, please don't. Just leave me. Like, just tell me what works. Now let me go. Now, before we even get into the money, I did spend at the dermatologist. I already spent a lot of money buying some products off some YouTube videos that I had watched left and right. My dear, is it apple cider vinegar? Is it acid healing? Is it turmeric mask? Is it turmeric mask? Neutrogena, name anything, name it. Oh my God, Neutrogena, Neutrogena is my money. I'm not gonna lie, they ate my money. They they had a fun ass time, all free acne wash, or what do they even call it? The green <laughs> one, the orange, they were so and, and those very strange toners that were just riddled with alcohol. Oh it would just God. dry your entire skin out. Oh gosh. So I went to the dermatologist. I got to the dermatologist and they put me on antibiotics. That's how bad my skin was. The treatments were so invasive. Like it was, I think I was on 5% glycolic acid and 2% salicylic acid, but it was a powerful treatment. Like I had a lot of things. And then she put me on Kligman's formula, which is actually the highest point of hyperpigmentation treatment. Like it was so strong that after I had used it for a while, like they had to take me off it as a matter of fact. Like it was just, oh, you can't, you simply cannot use this anymore. It is too strong. That was the treatment I was on because of how bad my face was. It was so, it was, it was like 35K or so for a really tiny jar of stuff. It was, it was wild. So I got home, I started using that. My face started to clear up. I shit you not, my life changed. Mm. I started to feel seen. Mm. People started seeing me. Like, I started to wear clothes and go out, and people started saying things like, oh, you're pretty, you're, you look nice. And men were talking to me. They were actually mm-hmm. talking to me. We and they weren't making jokes. Like, they were taking my number. God, can we talk about that? How you oh. don't want to settle for... I don't believe in ugliness, right? I believe in every... Mm-hmm. If somebody does not fit the societal standard of beauty, that doesn't make them ugly. But how mm-hmm. do you go below and below those set standards? Because we, whether we like it or not, unfortunately, in our minds, there is there are features that are considered beautiful and desirable. Yes, and that's the guy looks like, ah, you know, you would go below and below the bar because you think somebody cannot, somebody that fine cannot approach you. And when they do, you will be so like, oh my God. You will settle for any kind of treatment. Oh, <laughs> poor man. Poor you settle for, 
for any kind of treatment because you you it's it's just you're just content to be noticed you know Literally. someone has finally seen you like wow okay i'm visible now wow but yeah i hate to say that even after that happened i relapsed mm-hmm. and the relapse was was so much worse than you know the initial thing because it was like i felt like oh okay so that was i've had my moments in the sun and that's it like mm. this acne is existential right it's not going anywhere so i might as well just continue my life i have acne i don't have acne let's move on let's move on at least i'm smart right i'm smart i went to school early i'm just going to move on with my life i read books i, <laughs> Girl. I have a personality so Girl. yeah acne mm. Girl. sis <laughs> how many times was smart my identity because i grew up i don't know about you but when i grew up um people didn't call me beautiful they called me other things i don't think they were like oh this child is not beautiful but i was just other things so they would say oh you're you're smart you're outspoken you're incredibly mature for your age but I can't remember. They would never say you are pretty. I can't. My they would sister, never say. My sister got it a lot. And I remember just competing with my elder sister that wasn't even trying to compete with me. It was so sad. And I remember when I went to, you know, some really like Ivy League school in Germany on exchange and I wasn't smart anymore. I, I think depression was just my friend because I was like, this was all I had. I remember mm-hmm. because my skin was breaking out. I was I was now a dumb person. There was no identity. It was gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> you don't be like, okay, so I mean, what's that? What, what am I really doing here? What's what's on the point? Why are we here? Like now, I'm not going to lie to you, right? If my skin wasn't where it currently is, I I don't think that I might have had it in me to even do this podcast because i know what it took for me to become the person who i currently am now mm. around my fifth year in uni was when i started to affirm myself before then like you wouldn't hear it out of my mouth like i didn't even consider myself a fine person do you get so pe- yeah. even because i'd never heard it growing up mm. so even affirming myself like that felt dishonest but yeah. I realized that, okay, since no one was going to tell me, right, I was going to tell myself. And I would say this, like, with all form of sincerity, that I believed my beauty more when my skin was clear. To be honest, in a way, I still do. And that's why I keep saying to people that acne may not contribute to your beauty, but it doesn't take away from it because it's not just you. I'm telling I'm telling myself as well. I remember when I met the skin friend at first, it was a period in my life where I didn't feel pretty at all because my skin was dull and I started breaking out again. Mm. And then that was what pushed me to reach out to her. At that point, even affirming myself was coming a bit more difficult than you know usual so i'm not going to pretend that oh i'm completely over you know over my struggles with acne i'm very secure in my identity now i'm not gonna lie i'm there i don't think there's anything anyone can tell me i mean have you seen me but <laughs> oh, please 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 <laughs> i love that i love that i love that 
but I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I, I, I don't like when people trivialize the extent of damage acne does. It's, it's, it's ruinous, to be honest. It's ruinous because, wow, Kuku, you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you instantly look away. It's like, who is that? Let me tell you. Who is that? I used to. You used to be asking God. So, as in, now it's in your creative This is the best you could do. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I used to do? Like, I would stand at the bathroom mirror. I think I told you this. And I'll wait for the, the mist to cover, you know, and then you, you feel blurry. And I would imagine what I would look like with the clear skin. I would imagine how beautiful. I know a friend who is not on this pod. She said, Coco, I can't. I can't come here. Firstly, I cannot record a video without makeup. And I'm not going to do it with me. I, ca- I can't, I'm not there. I can't, I can't come here. Because I kept pushing and she would always postpone and postpone and postpone. So when you said, if, I, if I'm not where I was today, it would have been really mm-hmm. hard to come here. I felt it. You know, yesterday, you know, now that we're talking about affirming yourself and just feeling beautiful i was watching a video and the interviewer was asking this ladies and and the interviewer said when do you feel the most beautiful and it was a very simple video it's instagram you swipe past it's not that deep and i started asking myself i don't think i'm where you're at yet right i know Mm -hmm. my self-esteem and a lot of people are always like what do you mean what do you mean you're confident that has absolutely nothing being outspoken has absolutely nothing to do with your self-image. If you asked me to describe myself in the first three words or the first 10, I would still not call myself beautiful. I don't think mm-hmm. I'm there yet. So I appreciate my skin, but there's just a lot. And then my teeth are crooked. My nose is fat. My lips are thick. My eyes are sleepy. I have one lazy eye. My face is asymmetrical. I have a big forehead. Like I have like eyebrows that don't exist. Like when you look at my features, you don't see the features people shout and people look for and people... And for the longest time, I thought I was a fraud. And I said, I said, I'm going to come on Instagram without, so people can, people know I'm not a catfish. This is who I am. I'm not the prettiest in the room. I would not, you wouldn't stare twice at me, but this is who I am. And that's it. I think I am, I am, I'm at the place where, I don't know. I think I'm yet to look at myself and say, wow, Kuku, you are really beautiful. I'm not there yet. And we're working on it. And acne played a ma- listen, honey, a massive role. Because even when I would dream, I wouldn't see my skin clear. I don't know what it means. I cannot. I'm trying to look for pictures before I started breaking out to remember what my skin is to be. I, I can't. I just in my subconscious, I still have acne. I don't know. Maybe my spirit man has. <laughs> Man, anyways, I just yeah, it was just a moment. But you know, do you know how funny it is that it's a it's a um it's a constantly like deteriorating cycle, right? Because mm. you have acne, I have acne, and we look in the mirror, we see acne. And when I was growing up, I used to get teased a lot because my nose was big, and or is big. It's still big actually, but it's hella fine. So don't try me. So <laughs> love my it. nose was big. 
and then um, I used glasses. Mm. Yeah, I used glasses. I had my my mom used to say that my butt was flat as a joke, right? Mm. So there were a lot of things that I was, and I have very long fingers, which I had to grow into. So mm. now there were a lot of things that I considered unattractive about myself. Acne at the forefront, and then these others coming up at the rear, you know, with just as much speed. So it was very easy for me to slip into a point where I didn't even consider myself worth looking at the first time, not to talk of a second look. Till today, I do not court male attention. It's not something that I actively enjoy. I find it tiring. Why? Dude. It hasn't, it hasn't been around much, do you get me? People thought I was interesting. They thought I was fun. It, I was brilliant. I'm talking trailblazing trail brilliant. Like, mm. don't play. But I wasn't pretty attractive. I was telling a friend recently that I know that I'm beautiful, mm. right? But it's taking a lot of talking to for me to consider myself attractive. Mm. Do you get my point? I'm, I'm, I'm a beautiful person. But I don't know if I'm attractive. I don't know if people... Mm, feel that way you get my point because yeah. when you're raised on the bench of oh this person is fine you don't look like that person automatically that means that you are not fine <laughs> the acne now comes and decorates you on top of it and actually the thing about acne is that it doesn't even hold back right mm-hmm. it's on your face it's on your back it's on your chest girl it's on your shoulder <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a freaking break? <laughs> it is your mama, it's on my shoulder. Like what? It's on your neck. I'm just like your jawline. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so irresponsible. It's reckless. It's everywhere. So oh and then you go around, you enter a room, the first thing you can see is all the people who have clear skin. Then the next look, you see all people who do not have clear skin. So you don't even get to notice other things about people the same way you don't notice them about yourself. But I'm going to say something, which I actually think is very important. And I think that if you're a person struggling with acne and you are listening to this podcast, the same way that you consciously notice the flaws on yourself, I think that you should take out time to notice the things that you do like about yourself. Because the mistake that we make is that we, we don't acknowledge the good things. Do you get? We take them for granted. I love that. You, are, you, you may not feel by yourself that you are an attractive person but then there are features on you that you know are beautiful you don't even need someone to tell you capitalize on that until you until the rest finds expression do you get me recently (laughs) exactly recently I, i get a lot of dms and there was one i got that i really loved it said you're so pretty chloe you are so pretty first i said it twice and i was like uh uh Emmy gone gone pretty. You're joking. Come off it. Because <laughs> if it were a while ago, I would have been a mm-hmm story. This one wants to sleep with me. But as I am now, I can actually believe that because I've looked at myself. Check out my point. We should look at ourselves beyond what acne is trying to do to us, right? Mm-hmm. And I also think that it's it is very mental health friendly 
to tell family members where to draw the line. So if you feel like somebody has been a bit overbearing in their acne advice mm-hmm. or in their body advice, mm-hmm. a good thing to do would be to tell them to stop. Definitely. You I can do it politely or you can tell them off. I but you should tell them where to draw the line. I once told my mom, because acne also made me, I don't FaceTime, I don't video calls. If you video call, I would because mm. you're rude, firstly, and you're rude, secondly. And <laughs> I, I knew it started getting bad when I wouldn't even video call my parents. I would decline their video calls because they were, and my parents were support. Listen, they started spending, especially my dad. My dad would buy vitamins. I remember this product, I saw some person use on YouTube. I think I was in SS3 that time. They were like 12,000 for this, for that. Every, my dad was going. Every doctor's appointment, like both my parents, was it my, not my mom bringing a, 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 a mud from the Dead Sea? Like everything possible, they were there, but you could see it bothered them. I will never forget what somebody told me. And they said, um, I'm glad your skin is clearing now. You know, I couldn't even eat beside you. And wow. I, wow. I, I, this was a, wow. This was a I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't even have words. And I remember it took a lot of, because also as, as Africans, there is a way um, we are thought to, I feel like for, for people who are much older than us, they can cross lines just because they are older and, and that's not acceptable. I, I think when I moved out of, when I, when I actually traveled to Europe close to three years ago, I realized here that, so, so I'm just sorry to digress, something happened today. I'm living with my friends, right? Both of them, we're here in Portugal, they're sisters, right? And I, mm-hmm. I see the intense amount of respect they have for each other. I don't think mm-hmm. she would knock before she enters her sister's room. She would, it's the simple, the littlest things before she touches her stuff. And I look at how this is normal for them. Mm-hmm. I feel in so many ways, but I look at how, you know, if she can respect somebody who is younger than her, how much more are her parents respecting her? Because she had to learn mm-hmm. somewhere. How much more are her aunts respect? So I, I looked at all of that and I was just like, and I remember saying to that person, I said, you don't get to say that. You don't, it's not, it's not supposed to make me feel better. It was, I, it was because person was older. And I said, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that. You don't say that. Because the truth is, you can't forget those kind of things, right? You, you, you just, don't, you, honestly. You actually <laughs> all I could think of was all those times I ate beside people. Did they Exactly. Struggle? Is that how they felt? Is that how they felt, but they just couldn't say? You know, so I think when it comes to family members, there was a time I told my mom, don't switch the video calls for people who are going to ask me, what, what is happening? What is, you don't know. You don't know. And stop assuming things. So I got really strict, you know, and then when my parents, you know, you know, now you can see the relief because they were very, and when you're light skinned, I'm not saying dark skinned, people don't have acne bad, but light skin, if you, if it's not well managed, it's, it's telling, so, it tells on you. So not from a mosquito. And the hyperpigmentation I, jumps out. It will show. 
And so, my friend, I when it comes to family members, especially, I, I always say this, I will not tolerate toxicity in the name of family. If you are not mm-hmm. going to add value, I don't care if we're related by blood, you're going to go. Because I'm so sick and of, of this family. It's family we ride together. There's nothing like mm-hmm. <laughs> friends are better than family. I'm sorry, I have seen friends. So this thing of, I'm not, you will not lose your, 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 your morals as a human being, you will not have very, very, you will not behave irresponsibly when I set boundaries just because we're related by blood. No, it's not going to happen. That's true. So that was a very important point, especially like dealing with family members, just to be able to say, listen, you don't get to say that. You don't get to ask questions. You don't get to bring me products unsolicited. You don't get to make my face the subject of any family meeting. It's not in your place. Forget about me. You know, so mm-hmm. it was something. That- you know, you know what's really funny is is the callousness that comes from like people who are close to you in the name of care. So it's, it's it gets frustrating, right? People are saying things and they're trying to be helpful, but they're also being unkind. Because what I've learned, and I was talking to the skin friend about it today, mm-hmm. is that the psychological disposition to acne from people who have never suffered acne is a huge part of the problem. People who do suffer acne. Going because if you, you're treating my acne as a disease, that's not such a big deal. So what happens is that you come at me and you say things like, oh my gosh, your skin is so terrible. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And then when I now come back and say, oh, I'm depressed. I think my skin is really bad. You say things like, it's not a big deal. You don't have real problems. Like, oh- so then why did you make that initial fuss? Like, you, you think that my feelings came out of nowhere? Do you I, get my point? Somebody once told me I was an ungrateful bitch. I'm sorry to like to be graphic. Because mm-hmm. just like, so because I have acne, does that mean I'm ungrateful about other parts of my life? I, I think it's very important, and this is something I'm trying to get people at. Expressing dissatisfaction in in one area does not mean you, you are absolutely ungrateful. It's like, oh, at least you have a good body. I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, what does that even mean? Babe, somebody said, at least you are light-skinned. I was just like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I was just like, oh, you're thinking, oh, at least you even have skin, Seth. At least you're not a burn victim. I'm like, I don't understand. I'm trying to relate. Honestly, I'm not I'm not contesting who has the worst trauma. Okay? I'm just trying to deal with mine. That's all. I'm just trying to deal with mine. I, I am grateful for other things God has blessed me with. But this does not remove the fact that this is a big issue to me and it bothers me. And I think that's the goal of this podcast. It's not just for people who have acne. It's for those of you who also don't. And think you can just say anything and you can't. Hmm. I don't know. This shoes. I don't wish acne for my worst enemies, even. It, it be very honest. It you up, honestly. If I could choose not to have it, I promise you, I wouldn't even be here. I always tell people if you wake up with clear skin, do you know what it is to run your hand across your face and not have bump? And not feel any bump. Do you know what to get at me? To sleep on with babe, I used to have pimples on. It used to be painful. I couldn't sleep. Oh 
Of course. And then you have those pastors that are saying, I prayed and I fasted it. Like I did not fast and pray for uh-uh. this. Uh-uh. Actually, you became a prayer point. Now, what are you saying? Hmm. Do you know, you know how um, Old Testament pastors say, if I be a man of God, that's how I used to speak to my acne. I used to command it to disappear. There was a day I walked to the front of my mirror and I said, God, I want to wake up one day and not have acne. I just want to wake up one day and it won't be there anymore, please. It was no more a commanding something. I was no longer the audacious Christian. I was begging. I was so exhausted. I had spent so much money, so much time, so much energy. My skin was just deterred. I remember when I traveled to Scotland, I think that was in 2019, and the dry weather there was doing numbers on my skin. So this particular day, I can't remember which of these stores we went to. I can't remember. And then there was a stand. It was Kills. I don't know if you know that brand. It's a skincare brand. And the moment I walked up to the the brand, because I was wondering, waiting for my family members, and I walked up to the stand, and the the esthetician there saw me, and she gave me so many samples. You could see the pity in her face. She pitied me. And I hated it so much. Because why would a stranger be pitying me? Why is my skin so bad? Like, why, 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 why do I have to deal with, why can't it just all go away? And I started to use the products and they were just not working. Mm-hmm. It was so tedious. I remember watching a video by um, LA Beautyologist, who is someone I would actually give a lot of credit for my progress. And she was talking about hydration being the bedrock of skincare. And I remember using a lot of money at the time to purchase some rose water hydrating toner and um, some Cosarex snail mucin essence. And I started to use that. And immediately my skin began to wake up. Like the, the bomb started to reduce and all that. So, okay, my skin was dehydrated according to that YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like people were pitying me anymore. I still got bombs from time to time because I wasn't treating the acne. I was just treating like overall skin concerns. Yeah. But I can't tell you how much my confidence increased the moment I started because it was, was, I remember one time when I was back back at uni and I was trying to sell this black soap at the time. I don't endorse black soap by the way. I was younger. I didn't know so much, but I was trying to sell black soap and my face was covered in spots and acne and no one was buying until I told them that that was the soap that my older sister used because she had really clear skin and then I sold out. I can't tell you what that did to me. It was a tough time for my mental health. It was very tough because I was like, wow, <laughs> doing really badly. But you know what? Let's fast forward to um, late 2020, early 2021, when I posted the video on my workout Instagram and people were commenting on that. People were sending the video to me. People who follow me on there aren't as close to me as people who follow me on my personal Instagram. So these are mostly strangers who I help along with their workout journeys, right? And they were replying to my stories. They barely knew me, but they were saying, your skin looks so great now. What are you using? And it just reinforced that acne is, is more visible than the person. She get my point. It, is, it, is, it jumps out at people and it becomes your identity. Someone wants to describe you. They say, that girl, you don't know her. She's tall, she's fair, she has spots on her face. You don't know her. Yeah. 
And it's just like, am I a person outside of this thing? Will I ever get to live a life where I don't have to be described in terms of this thing? I don't have to spend money because of this thing. I don't have to struggle with this thing. And I think that there's a lot of people who get into skincare because they want to glow and they want to look better. And I love that for them. But for people who have acne, it's, it's way more than that. We're trying to get our lives back. Like you're trying to just imagine that I am, I'm 22 now and I'm only getting into the stage of life where you, you get advances from the opposite sex just now. Whereas my mates completed that phase 15, 16. Yes. I remember being in secondary school. You know, you'll just be feeling like I, I will never. Like, like something is wrong with you. You tell me your worth. Your worth is not about how many men, it's not about how many men chase you. It's only nice to realize even my bullies from high school started messaging me saying, oh, we bullied you because we had a crush on you. I'm like, no, Benny, cheap, cheap. <laughs> the bags of insecurities I carry, let me not call Stella Marie's names. No, don't, don't call them. No, no, no. We're not naming and shaming them today, but on a different day because I know that there were people who bullied me in school who are trying to be my friends now, and Listen. I, I'm looking at all of them. Listen. <laughs> Listen, and I'm just looking at life, and I'm just like, when you spoke about acne being your identity, I remember telling somebody, actually, I should be the guy that came on here because this guy also struggled when back up together when I met him in 2013, listen, and to just have struggled for years. And you know, it's crazy because I had acne, he had acne, but I never asked him. We never had a conversation about it because you just, mm-hmm. you just have to forget. You don't talk about it all. You don't talk about acne. You Even with your fellow acne people, you don't bring it up. You, it's in the elephant in the room. Hmm. Listen, we're talking and... He was just basically reinforcing the fact your face is your physical identity. Your yash. Mm-hmm. Now your face. <laughs> I'm serious, babe. Which means if do you understand? It's like it's fine board. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it means for it to not be my dear? People see people see your acne before you see you. Even when I'm looking for a guy, sometimes I will look at people, and that's the first thing I'll see their skin. Before they can talk, before they have a chance to prove themselves, to show me how kind they are, how sweet they are, it's your skin. That's it. You can be polite to somebody just because they have good skin. You just be more. Yes, they actually people who have fair skin get treated better. That one is on Bible. Just, yeah, they get treated better. They do. That, that doesn't. You just look at them with pity as if they are begging for, for, for scraps. <laughs> like, hey, who even like what even happened? Hey, look at how hey, at least and, and then you even find yourself saying, ah, is my own that bad? You go to begin the hey, I beg. <laughs> did, you, did you ever did you ever get this when people would take off guard pictures of you and you would be so upset? How dare you snap me? I didn't have pictures of myself till like 2019 now. How dare you snap me? Why are you snapping me? What are you preserving the memory of my ugliness for? What's wrong with you? Snapping me was something that could cause before putting me in a picture without my consent, my express consent. If I'm not wearing makeup, please don't take pictures of me. Don't take pictures of me. I, I, 
I'm I'm really glad that that I'm I'm past that now. Honestly, although I, to be very honest, you know, acne can only be managed. Yeah. But I, I think that I'm at a much much better place, and I'm really glad that I can talk about this now. I think that I'm going to do a lot more to. To, to show people how I looked before, how I felt before, how I feel now. To just let people know that, oh, okay, acne isn't the end, right? It's easier to, like I said, it's easier to take down because my skin has cleared up. But acne truly isn't the end. And we shouldn't let acne keep us away from opportunities because there's so much that we could have done, you know, earlier in life that we have to start doing only now that we're realizing that we are just as much with or without acne. So yeah. Oh wow. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um ha, I never believed I would say this one day. There was a time I even stopped looking at the mirror because <laughs> I forget what I looked like. I wanted to build a new image in my head of what I look like. Mm-hmm. Literally. And you know, I'm just I'm so glad that we had this conversation. I don't even know, like we've said it all. I don't know if there's there's of course if we're to sit here and say everything, it will never end. Um <laughs> very beautiful, very vulnerable. I think one of the most vulnerable I've been ever since I started this series. Um, because I think you are the one person who because with my friend, I actually this, imagine I've known this, this guy for seven years. We spoke about acne for the very first time on the podcast. Mm. I didn't like when people recommended or suggested. So I didn't used to do that. Not because I don't want to help, but if I'm not asked, I will never. Yes, ask. yes, to that. I fought with so many people on Instagram. Maybe they even blocked me because I was like, <laughs> no no thank you bye and they're like oh i went through it i'm just i was just trying to be nice i'm like i know you mean well but please this was it was the very first time we spoke about acne on that podcast and we we've known each other for how many years um i know with you there was a time where i just i was just when i saw that your tweet i just called you and i was like listen girl i'm finished literally and i think it's it's (laughs) because also sometimes talking about something makes you realize shoot this thing really ate me rotten like it, it yes indeed indeed it exposes the damage it does literally so that's all um this is gonna be a long episode but it was definitely worth it i'm super excited you know that we eventually had to record thank you so much for making um our time to be here as well it means a lot to me and my two followers i should stop saying that yeah i really appreciate it i can't wait to get this episode out and i really hope it does its job and it just reminds people that you know it's not the end it's really no it's not not it gets better definitely does get better thank you so much once again um don't be anytime coco anytime have you here some other time okay (laughs) maybe next time i'll talk about something else Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> High school and trauma. One day. One day we get Darling, up. if we open that kind of worms, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh. <laughs> Maybe not. I told my mom, I said, I'm not going to that school. What I took, it took the blood of Jesus and it's still taking Jesus to that bag. I don't, I 
do not really recommend my high school experience. I would have, ex I wanted to experience it differently if I could. Of course, I appreciate the people I met, but it was it was very disastrous to my self-esteem as, as a person. But um, thank you so much. Um, all right, then. Take care. Bye. You too, darling. You too. All right. Bye. So we have come to the end of this week's episode. I hope you liked it. Don't forget to share, to like, to subscribe, to leave us ratings if you love what you hear. I am super pumped to see you next week. Have a lovely and productive week. Bye.